Be excellent. Be excellent in all you do. Focus on adding value, and I promise you, your family, relationships, your career, your business, it'll take care of itself. Be gracious. Be kind. Practice humility and service to others. Success is really the result of adding high value to the world. What burdens can you lift for others? What real problems can you solve? What opportunities can you exploit? Focus on that and I promise you, everyone around you will benefit from your upgrade. Hey y'all, welcome to the Transformation Podcast, episode nine, The Value of You. You are more than enough. I'm your host, Cassidy, founder of K Green and Company, Project and Change Management Solutions. The Transformation Podcast is a coaching, training, and development platform of the K Green and Company Transformation Academy. The Academy itself is a global program focused on personal, professional, leadership, organizational, and spiritual development. Because K Green and Company's Transformation Academy is focused on holistic development, development of the whole person for success in life and in business. The Transformation Podcast releases coaching, training and development programming each week to help you upgrade in all of these areas. And if you've been listening to our podcast in chronological order, which I hope you have, you know that we are in the middle of the high value series in which I'm coaching you on adding maximum value in all areas of your life. And so far, we released four episodes from this seven part series, and I encourage you if you have not already done so, go back and listen to the first installment of this series, which is episode two, High Value Humans, followed by episode three, High Value Performers, then episode five. Yes, I do mean five and not four. Episode five, taking control of your career and your destiny. And then episode eight, the value of giving before you listen to this episode. We're releasing the final installments of this series this week, and I want you to just be all caught up. But really, this week, I'm very intentional about how we're going to round out the high value series as we started with the value of giving. Today, we're going to talk about the value of you. You are more than enough. And then latest, later this week, I'm going to drop the value of feedback. And then I'm going to close out this series with the value of coaching. So today's focus, the value of you. You are more than enough. I'm spending time on this topic because in our society, we live at such a fast pace. There's so much freedom to do and become all that you desire to, yet in the midst of so much the world presents on how to accomplish the goals in life, we can sometimes forget how much value we individually bring to this life. And then subsequently, the value we bring to our families, our communities, our workplaces, our businesses. And in a culture of so much access to information, it's easy to get caught up in what the world says. The measuring stick should be for you being your best self and living your best life. And while we are fortunate in many respects to have so much information, including the positive and meaningful and high value information, such as this podcast, in other respects, we can fall prey to living in a life based on a benchmarks defined and set by other people, then we end up comparing ourselves to the best version or what appears to be the best version of other people. And I want to remind us that we were all uniquely and wonderfully made in God's image and no two people on earth have the exact same assignment, mission, path, tools, skills, or experiences as anyone else. And while we were all created as mankind, so yes, we have that in common. We're all supposed to love and specifically win souls for Christ. God made us supremely special. And there are no replicas. There is and can only ever be one of you, one of me. So since there will only ever be one of you, I challenge you to create the legacy you will put her to create. You can only do that if you operate in your full, authentic self and work on always being the best version of you. 
So I'm dropping this episode to remind you of the value of you, that you are designed to be a gift to the world. And that some things to keep in mind, especially in 2020, as we focus on all that we want to achieve in this new year and this new decade, I want us to be careful, even for me, that as we transform and evolve into the next best version, the highest version of ourselves, I want us to appreciate and embrace the core of who we are. Remember that the core of who we are is always more than enough for the assignment on our lives. I know this to be true because our Heavenly Father created you. You're breathing as you listen to this episode and there's work for you to do that can only be done by you. Lives that you are supposed to impact that can only be especially and uniquely impacted by you. So let's get into today's episode. So in this episode, I'm going to focus on five areas to set the frame for my reminder to you about the value of you. Nothing all that innovative, just a reminder to focus on you and remember that you are amazing. So the first point I'm going to make is about the value of your authenticity and your uniqueness. Then I'm going to spend some time talking about the importance of developing and maintaining a high EQ or emotional quotient. Then I'm going to remind you of how dangerous it is to only give the world a portion of who you are and worse, become some hodgepodge of other people. I'm going to remind you that destiny requires the real you. And then I'm going to give you one singular tip on how to discover or rediscover who you are and connect with your authentic self and make sure that you're living and loving from that place. So let's get into this first point, the value of your authenticity and uniqueness. So being your authentic self is one of the most liberating aspects of life. Even if there are things you need to do to be the best you, your authenticity is a currency or a capital in this life that you must always protect and show up from this place. Show up to yourself as this person and, and then to others. Be your unique and authentic self. So if you listen to this podcast in chronological order, in the pilot episode, you learned a bit about my story as someone who was nurtured and encouraged and still is to this day to be her authentic self, both through my upbringing and in my adulthood. And I've chosen to be my authentic self in my personal life and throughout my career as a project and change management leader and authority. And whether explicitly stated or implied in my personal life or professionally, this is something that people in every stage of my life and career have come to appreciate And then rely on as I'm consistently, boldly and uniquely my authentic self, flaws and all. And while I've worked and will continue to work over my lifetime to be the best version of me, I will always retain the core elements of who I am. And I encourage you to do the same thing. I'm not going to compromise on those um, core areas. So whether there's positive or negative opportunities that life presents. So what I mean by that is I'll always be honest. It's just who I am. I'll always be a servant. I will always have a heart for God, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I always walk in my purpose, cultivate my gifts and talents, create the kind of fellowship with people that I'm on. If I'm on my last few breaths of life and when that time comes, I can say without a doubt that I was good to people and that they remember me most for my pleasant energy, my character, my integrity, less if not all about what I drove, how much money I made, how many degrees or accolades I have, what my titles were throughout my career, even what I did for a living. Those things don't matter. And there are some aspects of my authentic self that I may never change, uh, may never improve upon. For example, I may never become the kind of cook that I was raised to believe that a woman should be. And I, I believe a woman should be. I think that's amazing. But I may never work on my weakness, particularly lack of skill and even interests of really cool things, but that are very difficult for me, like programming a television or putting a piece of furniture together that has more than two steps. I may never overcome the fact that I am not a multitask. I mean, and I physically cannot do more than one thing at a time. Yet even for all of these flaws or what I identify as deficiencies or limitations, 
I am so blessed to have a husband, for example, who not only is a professional chef, but spent much of his career as an executive chef, accepted me at 18 for who I was then and who I am now when I said, I'm probably never going to be that woman who cooks, but I'll clean well, right? But then he loves me for me and has always defended my honor when people question in my presence and still to this day, Cass, when you going to cook or, or what you cooking today, right? And even if when I mentioned in the last episode and the value of giving, one of my current goals in my personal life is just to add more value to our family, specifically contributing to home-cooked meals. Now, this is not at all because suddenly after almost 20 years that I have this awakening or want or even interest or skill or to work on a deficiency in my ability to cook. Instead, this focus is exclusively because I have a goal to be 120 in my personal life, give 120%. And in this season, the value I can add to help reach that goal and help our family is to help provide more home cooked meals. It is not for me to overcome this deficiency. And let me be clear, should this season in my life change, and I need to move on to adding value somewhere else, I won't miss cooking. So In other areas, I'm super excellent at delegating things like putting TV programming and furniture assembly together to either people in my life, my family members that are amazing at these things. But it's not something that I focus on, even though it's a personal deficiency for me. My strength, hence my profession, which led me to my calling, is I'm super awesome at assessing other people's skills and talents, aligning said skills and talents with those opportunities to work on them. And then I monitor and control the timeline in which other people get these things done for me. And then I mitigate and eliminate anything that poses a risk to their ability to get those things done. But I also celebrate them in the process. And even in the case of my inability to multitask, meaning I cannot listen to someone speak and me work on something else, I'll literally write down what someone else is saying or in watching television, for example, someone asks me something or makes a comment or speaking to me, whether it's related to the television program or not, I cannot answer or retain the question any more than I can remember what was said on television. So I have to pause the program. Now, some of you may be like, how have you had the kind of success that you talk about at managing projects and changes when that's all about multitasking? It's because while I've had 35 projects at any one time, I never worked on more than one individual task at a time. And that's what I mean by my inability to multitask. So I have a high output and I balance so many different things because I'm able to focus on one thing at a time, go really deep, multi-layered and run a scenario backwards and forwards, think really fast, really in depth about a thing and all the ways in which it might impact people, processes, timelines, projects, changes. And then I conclude the best possible outcome or output. And I simply repeat this same approach times however many tasks, times however many projects in any given day. So it's my productivity and critical thinking and focus that allows me to see that kind of success in my project and change management world, not the art of multitasking. And so many people take pride. However, they define multitasking and their ability to do more than one thing at a time. And I really, really admire people who can do this well. And I make sure that I tell people when I see them balancing these two things really well, that I admire their skill and ability to do so. But I'm not trying in this life to try to overcome what I'm pretty sure will be a lifelong limitation of mine. And my point is not to superficially say that, well, all your deficiencies and limitations can you can make them all positive. I actually think there's some truth to that, but I didn't give you the examples to make that point. I gave you the examples because I'm trying to illustrate that in my examples of my deficiencies or, or limitations that are what make me 
authentic and uniquely and wonderfully made, I get the chance to be honest about what those are with people, understand how they impact my life and other people, including in my personal life and my work. And then I walk in full confidence and authenticity and uniqueness in them every single day. The way that I add value by being aware of these things and then embracing them and communicating these to people is in my personal and professional life that I set expectations for how I can engage or can't engage with others so that any interaction from those perspectives of my limitations or deficiencies have a chance to then see successful outcomes because I'm not trying to operate in what the Lord did not bless me to be gifted in. Instead, I don't waste people's time or cause them to repeat themselves and I don't have them or me producing the outcome that doesn't meet their expectations. So the takeaway for the value of your authenticity and uniqueness in both ways is that whether you're gifted or you're limited, the world needs you to walk boldly in both aspects, unapologetically, honestly, and do it every single day. So if you're going to take what I'm saying at face value then and choose to and then actively work on embracing and operating in your authenticity and uniqueness, I encourage you then to assess your EQ or your emotional intelligence to make sure that you are as often as possible operating from a high degree of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence has these five components, which are self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. So these five areas suggest that someone with a high degree of emotional intelligence are one, aware of his or her strengths, weaknesses, their interests, motivations, how they're received and how they are perceived. And then based on this awareness, they're intentional about how they control or regulate their own behavior, how they influence others, how they use their language, their conversation, even the narrative they communicate about who they are, what they believe, how they show up in each area of life. And they attempt to be the best version of themselves, which means dialing up or dialing back. I have to do this part to themselves for the purposes of ensuring the well-being of other people not just themselves. And don't mishear me. They are still, we are still real, authentic and unique versions of ourselves when doing this. Yet we're just regulating to appropriately respond, not react, but respond to what the moment needs in your own or someone else's interest. And based on your ability to self-regulate, Folks who have a high degree of emotional intelligence, they can constantly check and be in tune with their motivations for any moment. So when I give this pretty popular talk on emotional intelligence, the difference between good and phenomenal leaders, I always remind people and myself that this is where your heart posture becomes evident and real to people and at a minimum to you. So this is where you prove or disprove whether or not you're operating from your own biases. We all have them prejudgments, positive or negative, which then causes us to usually draw conclusions. And the danger is sometimes when you have a low EQ, you quickly or without enough information, you make inform, you make uninformed conclusions. So if you're serving a mission or a purpose or a goal, or is that simply for your personal game or gratification? This is the measuring stick here. Or are you operating from the best part of you? who wants to add maximum value to the world and the fact that maybe, yes, you are might might be an expert. You might be an expert. You might be paid well. You might be recognized well for your efforts, but you remind yourself and you try to operate purely from the perspective that is secondary to whoever you're adding value to or the moment you're adding value to. So once a person can then operate mostly from intentional and positive motives, then he or she is able to live out loud from a place of empathy. 
empathy for the fact that people are valuable. Everyone is. You engage people from a place of humanity, separate and above their ability or inability to add some immense value in your life. You walk in and you give yourself and other people grace. You don't expect people to be perfect, nor do you expect that from yourself. And so finally, this fifth element of emotional intelligence says that you can put all this together and have super awesome social skills and the ability to really connect with people, to see people, to hear them, to engage at a level that creates a meaningful exchange. Not only because you'll be unforgettable, but you create an exchange that makes people in that moment unforgettable to you. And where I like to challenge myself and others in this fifth pillar is can you engage from a place of love, kindness, gentleness with people who don't care for you? And that may not you you may not personally have an affinity for, but can you love them? Can you listen to them? Can you celebrate them and treat them well because they are human beings? So I strongly encourage you, especially those of you who aspire to new levels in this life, to become the next best leader in your organization, to be a better business owner, to those of you, no matter where you are in your career, if you're trying to be set apart, I encourage you to work on your emotional intelligence and commit to regularly improving your emotional quotient. Because as someone who's led and continues to lead so many people through changes, and remember, I said early in this podcast that earlier in my early episodes that you are set apart based on the work that you do in projects and changes. Your organization knows you best through evidence of that, not your day to day operations. But what's most impressive to me and the people who are making decisions about your next is not your IQ, it's your EQ how emotionally intelligent you are. It's your ability to operate from a place of reverence for humanity, how you show up under pressure, whether or not you can express your intelligence and expertise when all bets are against you or against your ideas as a professional or as a leader. And these are the people that executives are fast tracking. They're the ones with those succession plans that I've talked about in other episodes that are sometimes secretly, strategically and successfully executed. And I'm of course saying be your best self in all areas of life. But because many of you are listening to this show, you're listening because you want to win in your career and in business. I'm connecting the dots for you in this space. So I made my point about why the world is counting on you to be the real you. I've explained how to apply and always be working to improve the five components of your emotional intelligence, which positions you to have the highest EQ emotional quotient that you can have. And with all that said, I want to remind you of how dangerous it is to show up as only a piece of yourself or as an imposter. So only living your life as a piece of who you really are or being a completely different person than your authentic self is dangerous for so many reasons, more reasons than we have time for on this episode, but I'm going to name a few. It's dangerous because you live a life in bondage, caged and always limited. You live only a portion of the life you were created to live. And this sets you up for regret. Your life passes you by much faster than you realize. You don't give yourself the chance to be content, to be happy and grateful for who you really are, which then means you never get what I think is the greatest opportunity in this life. And that is simply yet powerfully the ability to express the highest version of yourself. In other words, discover and walk in your destiny. It's dangerous because you don't give people a chance to know the real you, appreciate the real you, and then love all of who you are, flaws and all. You have to remember to turn off the parts of you that you aren't giving to yourself and to the world. And this creates an unnecessary, really tiresome focus, work and energy on being only a fraction of who you are. Instead of using that same focus, energy and work on becoming the best version of you. 
And finally, you don't experience the things in life that you're really interested in. You don't fellowship with the people you really want to fellowship with. You don't see the parts of the earth that you really want to see. The life you live ends up being a dream deferred and sometimes unfulfilled. And then at some point, your time is up because we all have an appointment with that last breath that we're going to take on this earth. And it should be quite easy to translate that each of these reasons creates a disaster of a career or a business that never takes off or creates the kind of impact it was designed to because living only a piece of who you are really means that by default you're living the life of an imposter which is so sad it's also much worse to not live any part of who you are and instead live your life as someone completely opposite of who you really are or some hodgepodge put together version of someone else or other people and sadly many people that we admire who have significantly public lives who we think are living the best version of themselves aren't and yet we think that Instagram and that Facebook photos equate to a life lived in full authenticity and joy and peace and happiness and fulfillment. And unfortunately, some of those who appear to be so bold and confident about who they show up as to the world couldn't be more insecure, or unhappy, often because they aren't living life as their whole, authentic, uniquely and wonderfully made self. So. My point is destiny requires the real you then. So if you don't reconcile and live your life, perform your work, lead your team, lead your family, work on you, run your business as your authentic self, regardless of whether your life's purpose or destiny is supposed to be expressed through your work or in some other area of life, you put your destiny at risk. The thing that God put you in the earth to do that only you can do. You put this at risk. You waste your time. You lose the opportunity to discover, walk fully in and live out destiny when you don't discover, become and be your real self who is more than enough for your destiny. Even if someone told you you weren't the right fit or good enough for what the family wants from you, for what some job or supervisor or colleague said they require, some employee or some community organization or any other person or entity in this life that says you weren't what they needed. The world is waiting on the real you, needs the real you. And most importantly, God is waiting on the real you so that he can work exclusively and privately through you, lead you, guide you and support you through the journey of your life so that you can carry out the most special thing that you were created to do that, as I've said 10 times, no one else but you can do. So my final point is one singular tip to discover or rediscover who you are and to connect with the authentic version of you. And this is that private homework that only you can do. So here's my question my statement first, really. So if you haven't stopped to think about how the success you want to see in life, in your career, in your business, in your spiritual life is impacted by your decision to be your authentic self. How are you actually enough for what you want to be created to be? And then always be working on the best version of you, not someone else or only a piece of you. I encourage you to get quiet. Carve out some time to sit with yourself. Ponder the points I made in today's episode and then ask yourself if I knew exactly how much life I had to live. Could I honestly say that people will remember me for living a life in truth, meaning my authentic, unapologetic self? That for all of my shortcomings, all the things I was amazing at, all of my flaws, all my accolades, all my deficiencies and limitations, people can say that I loved for real and that I operated from the best version of me. If you cannot answer honestly and confidently with a yes, and even if you can, I challenge you to go a little bit deeper and take this question to the next step. Look at all areas of your life and be sure that your answer is yes in your family, yes in your friendships, yes in a workplace, yes in your business, yes as a leader, yes in your community, yes in how you show up to the world.
So that's all I have to say on the value of you. You are more than enough. As I mentioned, we are wrapping up our high value series this week with the final installments. Only two left, the value of feedback and the value of coaching. And I just know in my spirit, these are such timely talks for the lives this series is meant to touch. And we can take uh, on this new year and this new decade. And I'm especially excited about the eternal work, internal work, excuse me, that you choose to do, hopefully to transform from the inside out so that you can manifest evidence of the next best version of you in every area of your life. So with that, thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. As a reminder, the transformation podcast is focused on holistic development in the areas of personal professional, leadership, organizational, and spiritual growth. And our coaching and training, should you choose to apply it, is guaranteed to upgrade your life. To learn more about K Green and Company, you can visit our website at www.kgreenpcms.com. And I'll add the link to the show notes. So that's it, y'all. Keep listening. And if you think you want real gems for success in life, in your career, and in business, subscribe to the Transformation Podcast and get your upgrade every week. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank y'all.